Hello, beloved. Welcome to this evening's message. Uh, we are going to take a look at Matthew chapter 24 from verse 45. Uh, Matthew 24 verse 45. Before we read, let's just have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we can come to you in Jesus' name and thank you for your love and kindness towards us. Thank you for your word that is so clear that we we can learn from your word and especially with regards to what is coming, the future, that you've given us prophecy so that we can study prophecy and we can learn what you have to say to us. I pray that you will please open up our hearts to receive your word, our minds to understand your word, so that at the end of the day, Father, you may be glorified in and through our lives and we may be ready uh, to meet Jesus Christ when he returns. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Matthew 24. We're going to start reading from verse 45. And this is part of the Olivet Discourse. This is where Jesus is speaking to his disciples because they wanted to know about the end of the age and the return of Jesus Christ, th things that, um, and when will the temple be destroyed. And then Jesus gives them quite a few things that he talks to them about. And in verse 45, he talks to them in a parable. Okay, Verse 45 says, Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his master made ruler over his household, to give them food in due season. Then he says, verse 46, Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. Assuredly, I say to you, that he will make him ruler over all of his goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, My master is delaying his coming and begins to beat his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the, the drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day that he is not looking for him, and at an hour that he is not aware of, and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. They shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth." Now, let me tell you, these are serious words. Even though it's a parable, it is serious. Now, in our passage, Jesus is speaking about two different people. Okay, And basically, it's interesting that they are both called servants of the Master. It reminds me of what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount. Now, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, uh, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of my Father. So, it's speaking about those who call Jesus Lord, those who identify with the church, those who identify with Christianity, those who identify with with, with Jesus. Okay, so in, in this passage, Jesus is very clearly telling us that these two um, different people that he's talking about, they are both called servants of the master. Now, one servant is said to be faithful and wise, that's in verse 45, and the other servant is said to be evil. So we have two servants, one that is faithful and wise and the other one that is evil. And, and this is actually heartbreaking to, to look at these two servants because if you look at everything in life, isn't it very much two, 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 two? You, you, you get people who are saved and people who are not saved. You get people who love Christ and those who do not love Christ, you know, all that kind of thing. But th that's the reality of the life that we live in. Now, what Jesus is doing is he's busy giving his disciples an illustration, like a picture of the two kinds of servants that will be present when he returns. 
And in a sense, he's talking about those who will be preaching the gospel. He's talking about servants who will be sharing the gospel as kind of a spiritual food to his people. Okay? So he's talking about these two kinds of servants. And um, what I'm going to do is, let's start with the second servant first, and then we end with the first. Because the first is very straightforward, very simple to basically understand. Now this, this passage basically specifically refers to those who ministered the word of God, as I said. Um, and and it, it talks about how they are supposed to do it. How are they supposed to minister the word of God to God's people? Now, in case you think that this only applies to pastors now or preachers of the word or teachers or elders, then um, you are mistaken. I mean, even though this passage refers to those who teach and preach God's word, it's true. Uh, the principles that we find in this passage refers to all believers. Okay, so let's start with the evil servant. The evil servant and the faithful wise servant, they both serve the same master. And this master is obviously Jesus. Ne? Uh, the servants are basically people who should be ministering God's word. It's noticeable, noticeable that, that Jesus distinguishes between two groups of people in the Olivet Discourse, if you work your way through the Olivet Discourse. For example, in Matthew chapter 24, verse 38 to 39, Jesus speaks of those who enter the, or entered the ark, Noah's ark in the days of Noah, and, um, and those who didn't. Two groups of people. I mean, Noah and his family was ready for the flood, but the rest of the world wasn't. Noah and his family was saved. The rest of the world was destroyed. So we have two groups of people. But it's important, only two groups of people. In Matthew chapter 24 verse 40, Jesus said that there will be two people in the field, probably working in the field. The one will be taken to meet Christ in the air. The other one will face God's wrath in the final judgment. That's verse 40. And then in verse 41 of Matthew chapter 24, Jesus spoke about the two women who would be grinding at the mill. Uh, the one will be taken to meet Jesus and the other one will face God's wrath in the final judgment. And the reason why the one person will be taken to meet Jesus in the air and the other one uh, will not be taken is because the one would be, will be ready for the return of Jesus Christ, will be ready for the second coming. And then the other uh, person will not be. It's interesting that you won't get unbelievers who are ready for the return of Christ, the second coming of Christ. It is God's people, those who are saved, those who are born again. They have an expectation of the return of Christ and they will be ready for Jesus' return. Those who are not saved, even the... The people who profess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in the church or who professes to know Jesus, they don't have an expectation of the return of Christ. You see, that's something that happens to believers. They have this growing expectation that Christ is coming back. Right, now, in our passage, in verse 45 to 51, Jesus spoke about the two servants, who was um, 
basically supposed to be ready for the return of the master and feed his people. Then in chapter 25, if we go on with Matthew, Matthew chapter 25, verse 1 to 13, Jesus spoke about the virgins. And here he breaks them up into two groups of people. Half of them were ready to meet the bridegroom and half were foolish. Okay, And they weren't ready. And when Jesus returns, there will basically only be two groups of people on this earth. Those who were ready to meet him and those who were not ready to meet him. Okay. So the thing is, people fall in one of those two groups. You cannot fall into both groups at the same time. You're either going to be in the one group or you're going to be in the other group. But you cannot be in both at the same time. Then when you get to Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 to 30, we read about the servants now who received the talents. And once again, you have two groups. The one group consisted of two servants. They were faithful. They were wise. Uh, and they did something with the talents that their master gave them. And the other servant that's in the other group is described in verse 26 as being wicked and lazy. So he did nothing with the talents that, uh, or the talent that his master gave him. And what will happen is he will be cast into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Just like in our passage where the wicked servant that was supposed to preach the gospel uh, and, and feed God's people, uh, where that one will be cast into the lake of fire. All right, so there's only two kinds of people when Jesus returns. Let's call them the faithful and the wise. And then we have the group that is evil and wicked and lazy. So the question is, and, and I think it's a logical question that we can ask now, is which group do you belong to? Okay. Now, let me state one very important fact right now. Whether the servants are faithful or wise or whether they are wicked and evil and lazy they are all servants of the master of one master i mean it doesn't matter if someone is a believer or not everyone is supposed to serve christ okay he's the one who came as the serve uh, as the yeah well in in the when he came the first time he's the the, the, the servant, nah? he came as a servant to, to basically die for the sins of his people. But he's still, he's Messiah. He's King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And he's supposed to be acknowledged as the, such. People are supposed to bow their knees before God. They are supposed to, to acknowledge God. They are supposed to worship God. And if they don't, that's their problem. They are still going to be accountable to God to God alone All right so it doesn't matter if someone is a believer or not everyone is supposed to serve Christ and you will go to hell because of unbelief in Jesus Christ because you would not believe the Lord Jesus Christ and 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 worship him and him alone now everyone on this planet earth is supposed to obey Christ those who obey him will be rewarded and what will they be rewarded by or with? With eternal life. Those who do not obey him will be judged and they will be cast in the lake of fire. You see, the people of the earth have this misunderstanding that they can do whatever they want, whenever they want, and they can decide whether they're going to believe in God or believe there is a God. They can believe in other gods, 
by the way, they, there is no other gods, but they can wor- um, believe in idols or they can worship idols and or they can worship themselves or they can worship um, nothing or they can worship the earth or they can believe that there is no God. It really doesn't matter, beloved. People can, can believe whatever they want. The reality is that just because creation exists and because if you look at creation, you have to say that there is a creator. There is an intelligent being, something behind creation that is supposed to then start people, uh, how can I say, searching for God. But they don't do it because they love themselves. They love the creature more than they love God. They love their idols more than they love God. They, they don't even search after God. They don't even look for God. And they don't, won't find him because they're not looking for him. They're not knocking so that the door may be opened up. They're not searching for Christ. They're not searching for God. So what needs to happen is they need to, um, how can I say, every single person on the face of this earth, just with the general revelation that they've received, that God has given every single person on this planet, the fact that there is a creation, that they need to look at creation, not worship the creation, but they need to search for the one who created everything, and then they will find God. They will find Christ. But they refuse. They don't do it because they love themselves more. Revelation, Romans chapter 1 says it so beautifully and explains it so beautifully. So every single person on this planet um, is subject to the rule of Jesus Christ. Whether they believe it or not, whether they like it or not, it doesn't matter. Okay? Whether they want to serve him or whether they don't want to serve him, There's going to be a day that is coming when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is indeed Lord. He's King. He's Master. He's Supreme in Authority. Everybody will bow before the white throne of the Creator of heaven and earth. And why will they be judged by Him? They will be judged by Him because He is Creator. And every knee shall and will bow before the Creator. He is the one who is to be obeyed. Even though people refuse to obey Him, He must be obeyed. And because they do not obey Him, because they do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, beloved, they are going to be judged and be cast into the lake of fire. Now, in our passage, Jesus basically speaks about an evil servant. And how do we know that this servant is evil? Uh, It's simple. We look at his actions. We look at what he does. We look at what, uh, well, yeah, and we can also look at what he does not do. Okay. Now in verse 48 and 49, in, in Matthew chapter 24, now, 48 and 49, we read, If that evil servant says in his heart, My master is delaying his coming, and begins to beat his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunkards. Oh, beloved, notice first. That this evil servant says in his heart that my master is delaying his coming. So, he doesn't say it aloud. It's not as if this servant, who's supposed to teach God's people and to share God's word with people and to feed God's people, it's not as if this servant is saying in his heart, or saying aloud, listen, I don't believe in the second coming of Christ. I believe that Jesus is delaying the second coming and he starts mocking Jesus. No, no, no. This is not what this servant does. This servant says it in his heart. He doesn't say it aloud. That's very important. So he's secretive. Okay? 
is harboring secrets in his heart. Which means that very easily he will say one thing, but he will believe something completely different. Right? So the evil servant doesn't have an expectation of the soon return of Jesus Christ. Now, instead of feeding God's word to God's people, this evil servant started beating his fellow servants. He started eating and drinking with the drunkards. That's, that's sad if you look at it, because if you look at the world today, they, they might not be, you know, how can I say, beating up God's people, but in the way they preach to God's people, the way that what they preach to God's people, the false doctrines and these false things that they are sharing with God's people, what so many servants that's supposed to bring good food to God's people, what they're doing is they are actually hurting God's people. They're they destroying the church from within. They're like wolves nah, in sheep's clothing that destroys God's people. They destroy them emotionally. They destroy them spiritually. Hey, I believe there's even some that will, will be beating up God's people as well. All right, Because they are evil servants. So instead of feeding God's word to God's people, they just start beating God's servants, their fellow servants. Nah? And, and they started eating and drinking with the drunkards. Now, beloved, this is supposed to be people, or th these people are supposed to be people who, or men, uh, who share the word of God with others so that everyone can obey God. They are supposed to preach the gospel. They are supposed to preach the truth. They are supposed to be on the pulpit on a Sunday and say, Thus saith the Lord, and then expound God's word to God's people so that God's people can grow spiritually. But instead, this evil servant basically abuses the power that God has given him. And he uses God's word to bring changes in people, but the wrong kind of changes. They basically preach in such a way that they take people away from the truth, away from good, uh, solid doctrine, away from uh, those things that are supposed to be taught. They teach falsehoods. They teach another Jesus and another gospel and another spirit. These these um, false servants, I can say, abuses the authority that God gave them as ministers of God, God's word. They use God's word to beat God's people up. They use God's people to bring them into bondage to their desires rather than um, for them to do what God wants them to do, to obey God's, God's commands. So they, they use God's word to basically proclaim their own word, their own crooked doctrines. They use God's word to enslave people. They catch them into all kinds of sins to get them to do things that Jesus never ever instructed. And also, obviously, placing unnecessary burdens on God's people. You know, like insisting God's people should obey certain rites. Do certain ceremonies, follow certain human rules and and things that has been instituted by human beings. Unnecessary things that are not in scripture. Okay? And that's heartbreaking, but it's happening even today. There are denominations that are teaching things that are not biblical. And and it's obviously it's servants, it's men that that are teaching these things. These evil servants. They love to wound fellow believers. And you can see it when they teach 
They're not even ashamed if they teach falsehood. They just teach it. They just share and spread the, the, the falsehoods as if it is the truth for them. I, I'm reminded of the Word of Faith movement, for example. It is heartbreaking to listen to the prosperity preaching. It is heartbreaking to listen to what they have to say. And then you realize, but what they're doing is they're leading people astray. They're leading people to in, into doctrines and things that are not biblical at all. And it hurts people. It hurts them emotionally. It hurts them spiritually. It, it, it even gives them material wounds because there are people that would be poor, that has nothing, but then they will still give to these prosperity preachers because they believe if they give, they will receive from God. All right, so, beloved, these evil servants that Jesus is speaking about will be in a, on this earth when Christ returns. Now we know the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 20 already, uh, um, Ephesians, in Acts chapter 20 already warned the Ephesian elders that wolves will come in not sparing the flock. It is heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking, but that's a reality. But we know that these evil servants, what they will do is they will indulge themselves in all kinds of luxuries. They will feed themselves and then instead of feeding God's people, they will just become more and more rich. They will just have more and more stuff. They will serve their own bellies. They will associate themselves with those who have money. They will indulge themselves into the things of this world and they will associate themselves with the people of the world and, you know, those who are wicked and those who, who love their own themselves more than they love God. And this they do instead of ministering God's word to God's people at the right time so that God's people can grow spiritually. So Jesus warns these evil servants in in. Uh, verses 50 and 51 Jesus said that the master of this evil servant will come on a day when he is not looking and an hour that he is not aware of so Jesus said that this wicked servant will also be cut in two this evil servant will join all the hypocrites in hell and a hypocrite is a role player eh? somebody that that acts as if they are part of something when in fact they are not. They are hypocrites. They will all, all of these evil servants will be uh, in, in a place where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. But then Jesus also spoke about the faithful servant, the wise servant. The one that feeds the flock at the right time. And Jesus has good things to say about the servant. Why? Because it is a servant that wants to honor uh, his master, wants to honor his Lord and his King. And he wants to be faithful, preaching the word of God faithfully. Does it mean that the servant will not make mistakes? No, it doesn't say that. But he faithfully feeds God's people. And obviously, in our context, we understand that it means that this faithful servant, this wise servant, will feed God's people from God's word. He will feed God's people the truth of the word of God, solid doctrine from God's word. Um, teach about Jesus and about God and about salvation and uh, the gospel, the true gospel as revealed to us in God's word. 
will will bring the revelation that God has given that the word of God bring it to God's people uh, and and explain it to them so that they can hear and then grow spiritually that's what this this wise this faithful servant will do just as the the evil wicked lazy servant is known by his actions now by his fruit likewise this faithful wise servant will also be known by his actions by his fruit you see the wise and the faithful servant is appointed now to rule over the the master's household just like the the other one as well but it's about the actions of the two different servants the thing is this wise this faithful servant is appointed by the master to feed the master's household when it is needed and and let me tell you beloved there are times when we as uh, parents would give our children food and our children would say i don't want it they would rather eat sweets or they would uh, eat stuff that is not good for their health and we would insist that they need to eat good nutritious food and it's because we know what is best for them likewise this wise this faithful servant will give God's people God's word because it is good for their souls it's good for their spiritual lives it's good for their their spiritual growth it's good for them to grow to maturity they need God's word and then they will not only preach those nice passages these wise these faithful servants will preach the whole counsel of God as Paul said to the Ephesian elders in in Acts chapter 20 that he he did not neglect to preach the whole counsel of God beloved it means that the faithful wise servant is both a leader because he has been appointed but he's also a servant because he's feeding God's people and that is what you see in in the servant you you see the the, the leadership that he wants to lead God's people to where God wants that uh, his people to go and he's willing to serve them the food that they need at the right time even if it is food that the the the, the how can I say the servant of oh, the people of God doesn't want to to have at that specific stage so beloved and remember that someone who rules someone who serves um must do it what the way that Jesus did it Jesus was obviously a leader he was a leader of the 12 he was leader of a lot of other disciples but he was a servant he came to serve the people that he came to die for absolutely amazing he came to to pay the penalty for their sin for our sin Jesus came to serve and likewise this wise, this faithful servant should serve God's people sacrificially, just like Jesus Christ did, but also feed God's people. And this is what Jesus also did. I mean, he was teaching his disciples and he was teaching the people things that they never heard before. Likewise, this wise and faithful servant should share God's word, preach God's word, open up God's revelation to God's people. Not come up with new things, but come up, or oh, now I'm going to say, preach the revelation of God. You see, true and faithful and wise servants will lead by example. And they will serve God's people. 
And how will we see that they are good and faithful servants, wise? We will see it through the actions, in how they live, what they do. Beloved, it is so important that we need to realize that in the last days, before the Lord Jesus Christ returns, we will have these two groups of servants, those who are wicked and those who are faithful. They will be there. It will be a, let's say, a sign of the return of Jesus Christ that maybe I think there will be a greater distinguish. Uh, how can I say, the, the, a greater distinction between these two groups of people. Uh, the Bible says to us in in Second Thessalonians that apostasy will come in the church, and I believe it will also happen among the servants of God that you will clearly see those who apostatized, those who are hypocrites, those who don't really want to feed God's people. They would rather just feed off God's people and destroy God's people by bringing them false doctrine and teaching them things that are not in Scripture. But those who are faithful will faithfully preach the Word of God because they know the food for our souls is found in God's Word. The direction for our lives is found in God's Word. The, the, the food that we need to nourish us spiritually is found in God's word. And therefore, the good and faithful servant, the, the wise servant, will always say, thus saith the Lord. And then expound what God has said in his word. Those are the two groups. And we will find all these, these different groups. The question that I believe that we need to ask ourselves right at the end of, of this message is, beloved, which group do you belong to? Which group are you part of? Are you part of the group that are looking out and looking up and say, come Lord Jesus, come, that has an expectation of the return of Christ? Or are you part of the group who doesn't care? May the Lord um, really draw those who are not where they are supposed to be. May the Lord draw them to himself. And may they start searching to find him knock so that it may be opened up to them and that they will realize that whether they reject God or whether they reject that God exists or whether they reject Jesus Christ and salvation in Christ, they're going to stand in judgment before God one day because they are supposed to seek Him so that they can find Him. It's, it's interesting how in the book of Acts, just to close up with this, in the book of Acts chapter 17, how God set up the boundaries for all the different ethnic groups in the world. And the reason why God places them in certain places, in certain times, is because He wants them to seek Him, that they might find Him during the time that they are in that specific area or in that specific place. May the Lord really draw people to Himself, those who... Um, who have wandered away, those who do not care, those who mock the return of Christ, and especially those servants who are not feeding God's people, but actually destroying God's people. And may the Lord be with those who are waiting for the return of Christ. May he bless them. And those who serve him, um, those servants who really truly serve him and, and, and serve God's people, may they be blessed. Um, because at the end of the day, it's only those two groups of people. And you and I, beloved, we need to make a choice. Let's pray.
Heavenly Father, thank you so much that we can come to you in Jesus' name. Thank you for your love and kindness towards us, and thank you that we can know that there are two groups of people and that we as as living human beings, that we need to make a choice while we're on this earth. Like Joshua says, uh, this day you choose whom you're going to serve, but me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And he was speaking to Israel, people who are God's chosen people, but they've wandered away. And so there are so many people on the earth today who are supposed to worship you, Father, who are supposed to seek after you and seek to find you, but they're not doing it because they've become so self-indulgent. They're so self-centered. So I pray, Father, that people will seek you and find you, and that they will hear the gospel and be drawn to Christ, and that they will believe on the Lord Jesus Christ unto salvation. May that be true. And I pray, Father, that those who are listening to this message, that we will be in the right group, in that group that will be entering your glory forever and ever, as we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved, thank you very much for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you, and may he give you his peace. God willing, until next time, bye-bye.